How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? CuriosityStream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, get the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com slash gift. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Gary and Matt. Talking telly. On the Custard TV podcast. Uh, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this very special edition of the Custard TV podcast. I am joined here by Gary. Hello, Gary. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening, listeners. Good evening, Matthew. Good evening. Um, no Luke today, which is nice. We can sort of uh, get a word in edgeways for once. Uh, yeah. ba- basically, what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about uh, all these sort of Doctor Who shenanigans that went on over the past week or so. Uh, we'll start yep. off by, by uh, I think we'll talk about the main event first, which was the uh, the Day of the Doctor, uh, the yep. special uh, 50th anniversary episode. Gary, I believe you've watched this one twice. Yes, I, I have watched it twice, and I, I've also found, gone back and watched certain bits of it, because I found the, um, I'll, I'll post it in the Facebook group and, and, and on Twitter, but there's a, a brilliant BuzzFeed article about uh, 25 Easter eggs, sorry, 35 Easter eggs that were hidden in the episodes that were a kind of a nod to Doctor Who, some of which I got, some of which I didn't. Um, so yeah, I, I, and I, I've kept it, I think it's going to go on the hard drive and be one to keep, because I think it was cool. it was a special episode. Yeah. Um, so I, sp- I suppose this one was um, we-, we found out in this one about uh, what sort of John Hurt's doctor fit in, didn't we? And all the um, yeah, his 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 part in the Doctor Who timeline. I suppose that was the main story, really, wasn't it? He was the um, he w- he was the the one between Paul McGann and, and Chris Eccleston, was he not? Was that the yeah? That's right. The lineage? Uh, that would make him something like. Well, that the only problem is that kind of makes him that makes the whole Doctor thing the the number of the Doctor go out of, go out of sequence, doesn't it? Because mm. Christopher Eccleston be- was the ninth Doctor. Mm. I believe I they are. Um, I saw on. I can't remember what I saw it. What it may have been that awful uh, after party thing. I don't know if you caught oh, that. I haven't we'll seen talk that. About- Oh, I'll talk about that, don't you worry. Um, yeah. It, it was basically, they described him as the War Doctor. So he's not got an official right. number. Uh, he He's simply referred to as, as the War Doctor. Um, right. So so basically this was them he he was involved in the in the great time war wasn't he he was the well that that's that's what i couldn't quite i mean i know obviously there's a time travel element but i would have thought that made him like i would have thought that made him doctor zero like before william hartnell's doctor um because obviously but of course it being a time war they can pretty much yeah. put it when it, in whenever if, they if like you rem- yeah if you remember though um when they bought it back christopher eccleston was had, yeah. was the doctor they they did mention this time war and i suppose yes. this was something that stephen moffat had always had to explore didn't he and we had this 
Uh, and yeah. also, we had uh, the return of David Tennant as um, as the tenth Doctor. Tenth. Yep. Yeah. There were quite a few returns. We we had the return. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. Then now, now you're beginning to lose track of who's who. Um, we also had the return of Billy Piper. Uh, although yeah. I'm what not quite sure whether you were. What was Billy Piper's role in this? What was her? She was. She wasn't she was playing the, Rose, she was, was she? Well. Look, what she was was she was the human conscience of the machine of the of the weapon that uh, the Gallifreyans had rescued or, or found that was going to basically destroy all the Daleks and Gallifrey. Mm. And I'm not quite sure whether she was supposed to be Rose Tyler or whether she was supposed to be just what the Doctor saw. She, she um, did say that she'd taken a form of someone who. Who he he had he didn't know, but would be a big influence in his future. I think. Didn't, well, that's right, because of course, if if he if he gener- regenerated into a Christopher Eccleston, then of course she started with Christopher Eccleston and then transferred over to David Tennant. So, but I suppose the main bulk of the story was to do with the was it the Sontarins? Is that right? Am I right? Yes. Uh, yeah. The, the Sontarins, uh, who. Cre- cre- cleverly kept into what these time photos or timescapes mm. and yeah. hid in there until I mean basically they saw Earth as a as a place that they could come and inhabit and take over, but they didn't see that it was quite technologically advanced as it was in the in Queen Elizabeth the set the first days. So they yeah. hid in photographs or pictures until they were able to uh to come into real life and and that was basically sort of it. Is that there was quite a lot of uh, you know sort of like Earth history revision and, and who re- revision yeah. that, that, that uh, Stephen Moffat managed to weave into this story. And of course, a lot of it came out in three D because there were um, they were showing it in three D. Were they not in certain cinemas across the country? I believe. Yeah, I, I didn't get a chance. This. I was I was going to try and get to one of them, but then I ended up double booking myself on that night, so um, nah. I didn't get a chance to go. But I, I do know some people that went to cinemas, and they said the 3D was quite good, mm. and there's a hope that they might do a a, a limited a, a sort of special Blu-ray DVD edition of the episode with all these kind of extra programs maybe even included that I've heard, so uh, probably and not in time uh, for Christmas. Yeah, I mean, this was... Um... As well, I suppose Matt's, this is Matt Smith's penultimate episode, isn't it? And I didn't, I didn't think he was maybe given enough prominence as as the as the current Doctor. Um, what do you think? Do you think he was? Because it think, was the I sort think, of, it, Have Have you ever seen previous attempts to have more than one Doctor in an episode? I have the five. No, no. no they they've no. always gone for the very quirky parts where. They're kind of like, you know, the, the, the things that they did, you know, where they put on the glasses and, the, you know, the fairs and, you know, they, they pick on each other's clothing yeah, and they the pick statues. on each other's TARDIS. Yeah, that, that's quite banterish and quite good. I think one of the things that they did, yeah, was each Doctor seemed to have a part of the show. Um, and, and you're right, Matt Smith, I don't know whether perhaps just because it's the way he plays the Doctor, he didn't quite seem to have the authority of the other two. No. Um, I mean, and I, don't I know have to say, he's a much younger actor than both mm. David Tennant and and John Hurt. I don't know. I have to say, I've never been a, a massive fan of David Tennant's Doctor. I, I would say I sort of dipped out of it a bit uh, right. when, when he joined. I mean, to be fair, I think you're a big Doctor Who fan, aren't you? Just generally, you're. Yeah, I, I, I am. 
I have the 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 Doctor Who dictionary, the uh, things like that, you know, and um, and I, I'm a big fan of Doctor Who. I, I you know grew up watching Peter Davidson I, and yeah, Colin Baker. I suppose because you're um, you know a little bit older than myself and Luke, who I suppose we grew up in a, in a childhood which which was hooless, wasn't it? Really, I mean, we well, had... that's right. You grew up in the you know the Sylvester McCoy to. McCann, well, no, uh, I mean, is... McCoy finished when I was, what, six? So, really? Uh, yeah. I remember the Paul McGann film. Uh, yeah. I have but, a vague but, recollection but, of that. To be honest, and we'll talk about the, 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 the whole, you know, the programmes that came on. That people look mm. back on that now with a bit of nostalgia. I remember thinking it was rubbish when it came out. What, so. the Paul McGann thing? Yeah, I remember thinking it was horrible. Yeah. So I, I, I watched it's that. It's interesting the, that they, uh, now, they now kind of look back on it quite fondly. Well, the reason maybe that was because it was a co-production with America, and that was yeah. that was part of the reason um, why it never went on as a series, wasn't it? Because um, that's right. Julia Roberts' maybe, brother uh, was Eric. in it as the, the master, Eric, and he was terrible, camp and horrible, not in a yeah. bad way. You know. All it, I, re- I think I read uh, recently that it tanked in America, and that's why they never did a oh. full series because it was it was meant to be a co-production between the BBC yeah. and the American network, and um, it did really well over here. But in Amer- America, obviously, you know, it's it's well, sort it, of a cult, it's, it's still I, a cult I, thing, isn't it, in America? Very much so. And I think, you know, I know there's a big audience in America for things like Doctor Who and Red Dwarf and, you know, very British, you know, sci-fi shows. But I think actually to have made, you know, a programme out there, then I, I think that'd be very difficult. I think they like, it's like, you know, if they were to do a British remake, an American remake of EastEnders, it wouldn't work. But they're very happy to no. enjoy and watch our, you know, they'd never do an American Downton Abbey. I suppose it's, there are some shows that are quintessentially British and Doctor Who, I think, is is one of them. You know, it's what makes it good is its Britishness. Um, yeah. So back back to the episode. I mean, obviously, yeah, sure, sure, as we sure. said, the Son- the Sontarans. Uh, the, the, there were wonderful little things in there. Uh, wonderful peaks and troughs. Uh, of, of there was, you know, there was some exciting, good comedy. There was some action scenes. Um, I did like the bit. The most hilarious bit to me was when the three Doctors put their heads together and worked out that they could write a a piece of code in oh, there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and then not one of them, and then Clara comes in through the door and goes, it was unlocked. You know, that was just, that was a lovely hark back to the idea that sometimes even the Doctor can overthink a situation. And I suppose in, in this episode as well, we saw Clara um, teaching at the same school at the um, yeah. the very start, wasn't it? The, is it? Yes, that was the, the, Ian, the, um, Ian, and something. I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember from that the William Hartnell thing I saw. I did re- actually watch the very first episode, BBC Cold Four. I don't Field know. School uh, mm. was where companions Ian Chester and Barbara Wright taught, and that was That's the school it. where Clara um, yeah, was doing that. that. What did you? So. I, I mean, as a whole, I I have to say I haven't been overly fond of of uh, Jenna. Or oh, she's not just Louise Coleman now, is she? She's dropped the Louise. Uh, Jenna Coleman's uh, performance throughout, but I thought I thought in the in the special she she sort of shone a little bit more. Do you think that? Do you? Yeah, I think I think they've definitely worked out that 
yeah, this, this is Matt Smith's penultimate episode. We need to mm. focus on the fact that he is going to be regenerating. Jenna Coleman is going to be staying. So in that sense, mm. you need to, in the next, this episode and the Christmas special, probably have to be quite heavy on her character because she's going to be carrying on, whereas you have to learn learn and, 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 and get used to the new Doctor. Um, so I think, yeah, that's that's definitely good. I think that there's a similar thing with Billy Piper towards the end of the Christopher Eccleston era. You know, yeah. her storyline started to increase because she was going to bridge two Doctors. Um, and, and even they, but I think they brought back the boyfriend, didn't they? Uh, who ended up, um, Billy oh, they Piper's had all boyfriend. those. Yeah. No clock. Yeah. They, they kind of came back and stuff. So I can't remember his name. I know it's the, Mickey. the, the guy that's now, Mickey. that's it. Yeah. Mickey. Um, there, we are, obviously we're talking about what we liked about the episode. Was there anything that perhaps we didn't like? I would, I, I think it was, for me, it was a bit long, I would say. I think, I mean, was it 75 minutes or something like that? It was, yeah, it was, it was an hour and sort of 20 or something. Yeah, I think you could have, you could have condensed it easily into an hour for me, I would say. Um, I I think, I mean, there were parts where I did, I did sort of start to get a little bit bored. I, I, it it just, yeah, do you know what I mean? It, It sort of... It was peaks and troughs. I mean, the best bits, obviously, as you've already mentioned, were the the um, bits where they were all the doctors were together. Uh, yeah. But there were there were other little bits. I mean, what did you think of Joanna Page as as Queen Elizabeth and and that sort of the sort of little... having that sort? <sighs> Sorry. It ties up some Doctor Who bits. You know, I mean, there there were episodes where you know, obviously, Stephen Moffat implant implanting ideas for later had done bits, mm. so there was a, a, a scene with David Tennant back in those days where, you know, Queen Elizabeth said, you know, you're, you're leaving again, are you? And we're all kind of going, what? And now you understand it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Things like that. I, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't a big fan of the Queen Elizabeth bit. It didn't really need it, but it did explain. I mean, we have had the explanation that Torchwood and things like that came from that Elizabethan era. So... You know, I can see why they did it. I didn't need it. I, I you know, I didn't think hers. Yeah, I, didn't think, I her, think that was or the or the, the 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 woman who's supposed to be the daughter of the brigadier uh, were particularly oh, strong Ge- actresses. Gemma Redgrave. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I would I say. Prefer, I mean, I, I, I like. Yeah, I liked I liked the sort of introduction of of her in that. Um, oh, that cube was it? The cubes. Do you remember that one where the cubes yeah. kept attacking people? I like the introduction I of her, and I, obviously, again, the sort of um, hint to the past with um, Spectre. No, is it Spectre? Am I right there? Uh, what her father? Yeah, the or... the organisation. Um, oh gosh, I can never remember that. It's part of my yeah. I think it's called Inspect or something like that. But it, it, it's, it's, it's her father is the brigadier who in the uh, in the third Doctor, second and third Doctor, where he's banished to Earth, uh, he works for this organisation mm-hmm. um, of which the brigadier is in charge, and that's how they come to know each other um, through yeah. that. Um, I, I, there, there were several nods to sort of great you units, know great stuff units. in the universe. I was a little bit disappointed about the lack of Daleks and Cybermen. It is mm. the Doctor Who 50th anniversary. I wanted a Dalek. I wanted a Cyberman. I didn't want the Sontarans, really. Um, no. That's the only uh, thing that I can really pick there and go, I, 
I really would have liked Davros or something like all the master. You know, I wanted a classic bad guy. The villain, but sometimes you, were a bit I mean, wishy washy. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I, having read having read about the Christmas special, it seems that a lot of the the big villains are going to be in that. So I wonder if, if well, that's right, and that's that's you know they're, they're obviously the, you know there's going to be that would be overkill. I mean, yeah. this is. I mean, I mean, this was. Sorry, go on. No, I was going to say I agree. I, you know, I think I agree with you there. All right. Um, I said, in a way, this was the the penultimate. You know, the fiftieth um, anniversary, but it's also sort of the build up to Matt Smith's last episode. So, in a way, they wanted to sort of do a celebration, but at the same time, they didn't want to throw everything at it because they know they've got this. The next episode yeah. is going to be equally and, monumental. And I suppose... It's important that we say that you did get the trailer at the end for the Christmas special, which is obviously going to feature around Trenzalore and the the, the, the grave of the uh, of the Doctor. And some of the things I read is that you're not really. I mean, the problem is you you've already you already know there's a new Doctor, but in this next in the Christmas episode, you're really going to be led down the line of thinking the Doctor is going to die and not regenerate. Yeah. But they've kind of let's ruined just, that a little. Let's bit. just not. Give a lot of spoilers though for Christmas. That'll be a bit. Well, um, that, that's supposed what, to be. Can I can I just say? Did you did yeah. you in any way like the uh, cameo of the new Doctor in this episode? I thought it was. I thought it was. It it, it was just right. It was just the eyes. You know, you didn't get anything else, and I thought it was a nice little touch because this yeah. was all about all all the Doctors in their, all their Tardises were were attacking. Yeah, where yeah they were all involved in this big um, end thing, and I thought for me that was probably one of the best scenes in the episode, wasn't it? With all the mm. all the Tardises, all the Doctors together. So and I mean, I, think... I was I was I think I was a bit disappointed. You know, we have three or four more living Doctors. You know, you have Peter Davidson, we'll go, Colin Baker, I mean, Sylvester we'll McCoy. To something they did. Did you watch the the reboot? Yes, I have. Thing? I have seen that, and that was hilarious. Well, we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about that, that in a minute. Yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, and I, I was kind of a bit disappointed that again. You know, I can understand that you don't want to delve too much into the history because a lot of the previous doctors have on foot. You know, a lot of them have passed on. But you had only, four, only three. Yeah, but that's only the thing. Well, there's only been. I mean, well, Colin Baker three. obviously. Tom Baker was obviously in the episode at the end. A lot of, you know, there was a huge nerd implosion, wasn't there? You know, that's, they managed to keep that pretty secret, didn't they? Um, I know there were screenings a week before, but I didn't really see any spoilers on Twitter. No, um, I, think, up, I think people so that was a nice death, weren't they? Like, you yeah. know, threatened. They probably had to sign agreements and things that yeah, they couldn't reveal that. So that was a nice prop for the fans. And what did you and the Tom Baker thing as well? Did you like that? The, oh the yeah, bit the I mean, yeah. I'm I, I'm not the hugest Tom Baker as a Doctor Who fan. I mean, he wasn't no. my Doctor Who. He sort Who of lauded I, as the best one, isn't he? He sort of lauded as he, the. He, well, he held it the longest. So, hmm. um, and he is the one that, if you look at the later Doctors, you can certainly see that they. I mean, certainly Colin Baker, Sylvester McCoy. Even to some extent, David Tennant all look to him as their classic doctor. Yeah. Uh, mm. So, which, which I think is important. Do you so. do you think the episode the, the episode was hurt by Chris Eccleston not agreeing to do it? Because I think you know we we know that he he was asked to do it and turned it down. Do you think? He, no, I he, think he, I think. 
I think I think the thing is is what they've managed to do in 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 sort of you know is they've managed to show that obviously as the Doctor came out of the Time War, which is the Christopher Eccleston, he was a different Doctor. So they've kind of explained to you why Christopher Eccleston's Doctor was a one-year standalone Doctor. Mm. You know, because he was so affected. You know, Stephen Moffat has very cleverly rewritten the the, the history a bit in the way that yeah. fits in, which, which Russell T. Davis is responsible for the reboot, but wasn't quite as involved in going back into the history of the Doctor in the way Stephen Moffat has done. No, he, no. Stephen Moffat has definitely thought about how the fans will, you know, thought about how the fans will perceive it. So, Do you think that... But uh, my, my point is, in terms of that regeneration scene, do you think it would have had a bit more... You know, gravitas or, or or sort of more of a place in history. Had you seen John Hurt regenerate yeah. into Christopher Eccleston, which I believe, I, I you know, I don't know for sure, but I reckon that was probably the original plan because you know there was yeah. a big thing made that they tried to and get him to Christopher yeah. Eccleston. You know, not not exactly. You know, not exactly known for his. You know, have cameo roles. You know, you probably thought, no. well, if I'm not going to be featured, why should I bother? And and to be fair, that that's you know part of what I know that that uh, Colin Baker has said. You know, it would have been nice if we could have been included, but you mm. know, in the end, it would have been nice if we all could have had a part. But, yeah, because you know, I'm but sure I, they yeah. probably they could have they could have rewritten it, but they wanted to focus on you know by bringing in actor of the gravitas of John Hurt, really. Do you need all these other doctors? No, no I mean no, he's I slightly overshadowed you know, Matt Smith and David Tennant. So, but I, I, I think the point is that Eccleston's Doctor would have fit into the fact they, they wouldn't be bringing him back just to bring him back. It fit into the story yeah. and it fit into the timeline. You know what I mean? Because you had David. The point was that they were saying that Tennant and Smith's Doctors have been influenced by this this version of the Doctor to an extent that had come before. Them. Yeah. And obviously, Eccleston was the one before those two. And I think if you had had him in some small capacity, then I think it would have worked in terms of the story. Also, I think, uh, you know, aside from those other doctors, they all like being associated with the role, as you mentioned, Colin Baker and and Sylvester McCoy and, Mm -hmm. and, and Davidson. Eccleston has always been the one who sort of tries to sort of cast it away from his CV almost, doesn't he? he, did, he did, well, I, I, I think he's very keen not to be typecast. No, you know, no. But he, his he, doctor didn't look like the other doctors. Mm. He wore a black leather jacket. You know, he was a I human. mean, I liked him in the role. So, I have to say, I really liked him in the role. But oh, my, yeah. I think he he was sort of leaving the role, you know, before it even come back. It's he, sort of... He'd yeah. agreed to do it, I think, for Russell T. Davis because they were quite close. And, that's it. And... Yeah, that's it. He 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 took on a job. He didn't necessarily want a no. career as the Doctor. Um, yeah. And and of course, don't forget, he was already a known. You know, unlike unlike in some of these situations, or certainly in Matt mm. Smith's case, he was a known commodity before he took on yeah. the job. Yeah. yeah. To some extent, you could say you could look at how well David Tennant has done since, but. He was at least slightly known before yeah. he came into the role, and of course, Matt Smith was fairly unknown. Yeah, um, a um, lot of the doctors were fairly. Were... How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? Curiosity Stream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? 
Come find out. For the holidays, get the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com slash gift. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You know, I mean, you know, I know we're going to talk about an adventure in time and space, but you can see how William Hartnell, what he brought to the original role and how he, you know, how he gave that legitimacy, but also had a, a reputation as well. So should we should we in that point go on to an adventure in space and time? I think have you got anything else yeah. you want to talk about the day of the Doctor? No, that's fine. I, I mean, you know, great great ratings still available on the iPlayer if you haven't. Yeah, I mean, it. It bro- what what it broke a record, didn't it? It broke. Um... It, it... Let me have a and look. And it on. totally sm- totally smashed the X X Factor, which oh, it deserved yeah. well, it to do. Well, it was always going to, wasn't it? I mean, I I, oh, I mentioned cinema. this. I, I mentioned this on um, on the podcast the other day that I I watched it instead of instead of the X Factor. Here we are. It's it's the world's largest ever sim, simulcast of a TV drama. It says in addition to right. the TV broadcast, the episode was screened in more than one thousand five hundred cinemas worldwide, including the US, UK, uh, Canada, Germany, yeah. Russia, etc. More than a million t- tickets were sold for the theatrical screenings, at which fans were able to watch the episode in three D. So it's it's you know the fact that it's been on TV and um, and the film at the same time, it's got it in the Guinness Book of Records. So right, um, but yeah, I mean, I think you probably enjoyed it more than me. But I think because you're a bigger Doctor Who fan, and I think they had more in there for the fans, yeah. didn't they? I think it was sort of honouring. Uh, yeah, I, th- and... I think I agree with you. As a standalone episode, it probably wasn't the greatest. But as a Doctor Who tribute, it had lots of things that tick a lot of boxes. Mm. And I think, but I think because you're I, probably going to come and to say other things to do with this were better, were better single yeah. program. I think I definitely agree of what we you know. What, what space I and time. Said about which I did. Time. Yeah, I, I did mention well, this just, briefly on. on so we go. On. I was going to say, do, do you want to just outline what an adventure in time and space? I was, I know go, you I was just podcast. going to, yeah. <laughs> Um, basically, and I did mention this if you'd listened to our previous podcast, which uh, Gary sadly wasn't a part of. Um, this was basically the story of the creation of the first, uh, well, the creation of Doctor Who, just generally, uh, where it came from, and and the casting of William Hartnell as as the first Doctor. And I thought it was, you know, they they set it out as very revolutionary, didn't they? And they had a female producer, yeah. an Indian director. Um, you know, someone and, from IT was the head of drama, you know, coming from, into the established. Yeah, oh so. yeah, the young. I mean, Brian Cox was brilliant as the as the head of drama, yeah. wasn't he? He was absolutely. Did you, you, know, just did you get of... a strong feeling of the hour when watching this? I did, and I don't a know why. Bit, yeah. And I think it's time period. Yeah, and you know, I mean, strong theme. Um, uh... Yeah, I get I get what you're saying. Yes, definitely. But I suppose this was, you know, a, a true story to an extent, and and the yes. fact. I mean, it's Mark Gate. Mark Gatiss wrote it of. Um, League of Gentlemen and Sherlock fame, and he is a massive fan. And I think it had just the right amount of sort of, you know, factual accuracy and, um, you know, little in-jokes. There was, 
uh, I can't remember now. What was it? Someone said it's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside yes. or something like that. Well, that was well, to what do with Lime Grove Studios. Yes, uh, yes. That was the indirector, yeah. because I watched it only yesterday. So he said the, mm. the Lime Grove Studios, where they did the filming, is bigger on the inside than the outside. And there are yeah. little nods to, to that. There were there were some nice little touches. Um, I mean, overall, I mean, I think as you said last week, the main guy who played William Hartnell, I think, was, was the best Bradley. thing. I was just going to say, I mean, at the, the centre of this, David Bradley's performance was absolutely, you know, it was, he started off as this sort of um, curmudgeonly grumpy actor, you know, I'm, a, you know, I'm a classically trained actor sort of thing. Why don't yeah. I get more roles? And then you know he's he's thrust into this role where he's you know the children's favourite. There's that lovely scene where he gets accosted by all the school children when he's out with his wife. I thought that was that was really well done. Um, yeah. And obviously the the relationship with his granddaughter as well. And then the yeah, I, I the love hot... I love to see his granddaughter. The, the 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 comparison of the one where he's kind of shouting at her when he's drinking and out of work, and then when he's reading the script and he kind of says, mm. well, look, this person's playing my granddaughter. And, you know, you do get a feeling that over the course of the filming, he's, you know, he changes. You know, the role changes mm. him a little. Yeah, well. exactly. Yeah, no, I would totally agree with that. And then obviously you've got the sort of tragic scenes with his health deteriorating, the fact that he, he couldn't remember, you know, his lines, you know, kept messing up the yeah. lines. And then as, as his friends on the show started to leave as well, like, you know, Verity Lambert. And I thought Jessica Rain from Call the Midwife did very well as the, you know, as Verity Lambert, yeah, the, I the, the producer. Leave it or take, take it or leave it with her. I wasn't, but I, yeah. I think it's a good job. But I thought maybe, I, I wasn't that, that impressed with her. No, she did, She was sort of, yeah, fulfilled her function, I should say, maybe. Um but she was good in it, and I just thought it was a really well-told story. And it, and in addition, it was sort of a love letter to classic TV, wasn't it? With the you know the live, the live episodes, the sort of clunky yeah. scenery. I love the the recurring gag as well with the guy um, who was who who was going to play the Neanderthal, and then later oh, on yeah. saw him oh. as Cyberman. And I thought that was, you know, Mark Gatiss obviously comes from a comedy background, and and he you know he's able yeah. to combine both very well you know the comedy and, it, and as you said it, it, it did manage to deal with some tough topics you know racism towards mm. the indian doctor the sort of male dominated entertainment business with verity lambert you know the bbc mm. being a very established i i thought um the the new tricks guy that played the sort of bbc executive i can't remember his name the guy that was in drop the dead donkey um oh um jeff rule Neil, yeah, who played the kind of like her, her kind of like you know assistant or you mm, know like that. Yeah. again he, he he managed to yeah he managed to portray that kind of like you know the face of the BBC at that time the guy who created the auto queue or something wasn't it he that's had the it guy yeah but never patented, patented the auto queue yeah and I, I as I, as I mentioned briefly there I think it was a love letter to sort of classic BBC in a way because the television centre almost sort of played a big role in it I thought I thought that um, yeah do you, would you agree you know there was a lot of sort of panoramic shots of what they did they used to call it the donut or something the you know the I, I think, yeah structure. I think I think the main thing again what it showed is how influential and how important the BBC TV centre was at the time mm. and how you know how much you showed those yeah that the wonderful scenes where brian cox is wandering around and can't find the right room because it yeah, is yeah. you know people have been there the bbc tv center was just a big circle with lots of rooms on it 
you know, it was called the Donut and things like that. So, yeah. I'm from the north, um, so I never went to TV Centre, just Granada Studios. Um, <laughs> Should we move on yeah, and talk sorry. about there were there were two other main t- television shows? All, uh, all, or th- all th- I was th- just going to just yeah. yeah, I was just going to briefly say about that as well. The sort of as we mentioned about like the um, the in references in um, yeah in the day of the Doctor, we had a lot of the old sort of cast members from the William Hartnell days, didn't we? Featuring that in uh, in this, there was um, most notably the the guy who played Ian, wasn't it? Um, was yes. the the uh, security guard at BBC Television Centre at the beginning. There was yeah, a lot the guy of, that's shouting lot. at Brian Fox going, this is not how we do things at the BBC, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and there was a lot of those little just fleeting cameos that I thought, you know, it, it just had a nice sort of hint to the past. Yes, yeah, so we'll go on now to the... Do you want to talk about the five, Five-ish Doctors reboot that was on the iPlayer? Yeah, this was the comedy yeah. thing. Well, I am absolutely shocked that this was iPlayer only. This would have been a wonderful mm. BBC Three programme. Um, yeah on the night instead of maybe what i hear was a where, yeah maybe they didn't know where to pitch it because maybe i i i get the i would say maybe bbc2 but bbc3 maybe a bit you know well, what the, we got the amount on BBC. of cameos that you had in this i yeah. suppose let's 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 just set it up and say that what this was was a a, a sort of a a, a a faux comedy drama written and directed by Peter Davidson about the Doctors that weren't invited and how they wanted to be involved in the 50th anniversary. Obviously, there's a bit of, a bit of life-imitating art with, with how, what we've heard from Colin Baker since. But it starred Colin Baker, Sylvester McCoy and Peter Davidson and a little bit of Joe McCann. Uh, Paul McGann. Joe, Paul McGann. Paul. There's so many McGanns, I forget which one. Um, as you say, there was no Christopher Eccleston. Um, again, I think they probably could have done a, a nod to that. Uh, there was lots they of cameos actually... for former assistants. Mm-hmm. They did actually reveal that they, basically on on another thing we'll get onto in a minute, Peter Davidson said, everybody we asked did it apart from one person. So I'm guessing that's yeah. Christopher well, this was the thing, obviously, Sylvester McCoy was recording The Hobbit at the time, so you had a cameo from not only Ian McKellen, but the director, Peter Jackson, of The Hobbit films. Um, you had a, a, a wonderful cameo at the end by Russell T. Davis that made me laugh rather loudly. Um, who else was in there? There was a couple of other cameos. Uh, I, I mean, my favourite, I, I, this was basically Peter Davidson, someone had asked him at a convention, uh, are you going to be in the, in the Day of the Doctor? And yeah. he said... If I'm not in it, I will make my own. And he said, I regretted saying that, because this is what this yeah, was. And was um, my favourite cameo of it, and you'll, you'll laugh when I tell you, well, no, you'll laugh because you'll remember it, John Barryman yeah. was the best thing. Really? Yeah, well, I think that was... I, I No, no, the bit where you see him in the car, he's just like, don't tell anybody, and then you find out he's got a wife and two kids in the back of the car. Yeah. And I just thought that I like was the a idea. really... I like... I, I really like the idea that when you go to the Doctor Who experience, if you hand over a John Barrowman CD, you get in. You know, yeah. I thought that was quite funny as well. That little <laughs> nod to Barrowman's really other career. Yeah. And I liked the stuff. I, I mean, I loved how Peter Davidson thought he was doing it for his sons, and then and then he has that scene with him where he goes, "There's a there's a big chance that I might not be in it," and they're just looking at the yeah. TV screen. They don't care what he's got to say at all. But yeah, I thought this was a lovely little, you know, thing for all. For everybody to be involved with, as you said, 
And I think they it were was poking a... fun at themselves, which was yeah. really, really good to see. Yeah, and, it's like and, Colin and, Baker you know, obviously poked fun at his um, time on I'm a Celebrity last year as well, didn't he? He was. Yeah. And Sylvester McCoy obviously kept going on about being in The Hobbit. But yeah, I, I thought it was a really well done, a nice little... T- and um, the the final I, I, sort of I, reveal, which, I, yeah. which apparently wasn't, you know, the final no. things that... I, I saw lots of people on Twitter saying, yeah. oh, that's who they were. And I was like, no, they recreated yeah. that scene to make you think that they were yeah. not. Well, Moffat said he wouldn't, he wouldn't do it to actors of their, you know, their, their calibre. But then Davidson said, no, of course we were. That was us. So, you know, I, but yeah, you're right. He would have recreated. He wouldn't there, have just there was a wonderful bit. I, I don't know how up to date with, with Toast of London you are, a, a series that I've been loving. But in the most recent one that I saw, there was a wonderful bit where Toast played a very shoddy Doctor Who baddie in the 70s. Oh, right. Uh, no, and, and it's great because it's very similar to this scene where he was stuck inside the costume, yet, you know, he puts I was in Doctor Who on my on his resume, yet he, he wasn't really in it. You know, he was just in a costume. Uh, Unrecognisable. No, no, I, so I would recommend this. I mean, as, I said, as I've said before, I'm not a massive Doctor Who fan, but I think I got enough of the gags in this, and I think I recommend this to anyone who likes their sort of, you know, their in-jokey humour. And it was just it was just a yeah. nice little touch, wasn't it? And I think Peter Davison did a good job not making it too sort of geeky and giving it sort of a bit of emotion to it as well, you know, through the story of these three actors who were sort of known for a role that maybe, you know, the people who are in charge of it now would rather sort of forget that they were, you know, in, I, in I, a way. I think as well, you know the, what I mean? the, the, the biggest revelation was how well Peter Moffat can act. Stephen he was Moffat. The, he was the Stephen, Stephen Moffat. Moffat. He was Peter Moffat. Stephen Moffat. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> Stephen Moffat. How how good how good he was in this as like the main yeah, bad was... guy of like <laughs> avoiding the court and everything. He was brilliant as that. You know, I, I really think perhaps he ought to put himself yeah. in more things. He was no, very, was very good. Nerd, any... Still talking about Doctor Who. Yeah. Is there anything yes. else you want to talk about before we get onto the after party thing, which you didn't see? Well, very quickly, there was the, the BBC Three programme, which was the 50th anniversary, look back at all the Doctors. Oh, um, the Ultimate Guide. You, yeah, and I think, as yeah, you I quite rightly said, if you wanted to know what Fat Boy from EastEnders thought of the Doctor, then you can watch this. It was good, but it was a bit too talking heads, and it yeah. was far rather irrelevant in places. I don't uh, think you needed I, the talking heads who weren't involved no. with Doctor Who. I don't think you needed Rick Edwards, Al Murray, um, no. John Coleshaw, people like that. You could have just had... You know the doctors, the companions, um, and I thought I, I thought it worked quite well. Um, I love my favourite bit, and, and we'll go back to Peter Davison here for a moment. Was the bit where his regeneration, and they showed the yeah. the scene with the companion whose chest uh, sort of overtook the. Well, that was my formative years, you know, and uh, <laughs> uh, I, I now watch that scene with different eyes, shall we say? I never noticed that at the time when I was oh, seven, oh. so. You know, um, but yeah, that was that was that was my formative. You know, that was my first regeneration, shall we say? So, as someone who watched it like back then, is it was Colin Baker? You know, what did you make of Colin Baker? Because he seems to always be regarded as the the sort. Well, of I I thought I thought no Sylvester, McCoy, Sylvester McCoy's Doctor was the one that really irked me. Actually, um, he was far more, you know, off the wall and, and and stupid. Whereas I didn't mind Colin Baker. 
I just don't think audiences, you know, there'd been there'd been a real sort of like, you know, with Peter Davidson, a real kind of return to a golden age of Doctor Who. You know, Colin, Tom Baker had been in it so long and, and, and so quirky. Peter Davidson had a sensibility about it that made it real. Then Colin Baker took it back to almost a bit of a comedy act. Yeah. And I don't think people wanted that. They wanted the serious Doctor. And particularly if you were growing up with it, you know, you, you kind of, it was like regressing back an episode or back a regeneration. Um, Anything I just else don't about think Colin Baker is a good enough actor. Mm. Anything and, else and about the ultimate side, Gary? Sorry? Anything else about the, the, the ultimate guy program? Um, no, uh, I can't think of anything else. I re- by the way, I really did like the way in which they unpacked every Doctor, gave you an understanding of how they played it, and gave you mm. the understanding you know, that, that John, Pum- John Pertwee's Doctor was, was you know, banished to Earth, and um, you understood, and, you know, yeah, why... I mean, I, yeah, I, mean I got a good overall cool. knowledge of it. I, I would agree with that. I mean, yeah. uh, and, you know, you saw some of the companions were, were sort of focused on as well. The sort of you know the classic companions with Sarah Jane Smith and yeah. um, Leela and all that and things like that. Uh, Tell me about the after party then. Come oh on. Oh God, yeah. I just briefly because I did I did try and get some feedback on this and and I think I mean I had one Twitter interaction which I believe was a friend of yours. Um, oh yes, it's, it's Will okay. Minins, Will Minninship is that right? Yeah. Will yeah. Who, who, who just said yes, it was okay. But I got a better on our uh, Facebook group, uh, www.facebook.com slash the custard TV, uh, yep. from James Green, who, um, and, and this is, it, it basically sort of sums up everything. And I'll, I'll mention it before we go on to the, to the after party. He says, I enjoyed the night and day of the Doctor and like the history lesson that Mark Gatiss gave us with an adventure in space and time. The rest of the Doctor Who stuff was mostly a rehash of what has been done before. The live show with Zoe Ball is probably one of the worst hours of TV I've ever seen. Um, and oh. and this, it was just a bit of a, I, I don't know, not, I wouldn't say it was sort of car crash TV. I've seen much worse live TV. Um, I, think, I think the problems with this was uh, like a rowdy group of like actors were there. All the former companions were there. They did, at one point, they did this stupid competition to see who, who the ultimate companion was. And then it was sort of a right. swerve because it was K nine, you know. They had all, all the actors were there. They had, they had the three doctors who were in the the five doctors reboot thing that we've mentioned, and they also right. had um, Stephen Moffat, uh, Jenna Coleman, John Hurt, and Matt Smith were all on briefly as well. But the the moment that sticks in everybody's mind on this would be um, the the hook up with uh, One Direction. Who, because um, it was, uh, I don't know if you missed it, uh, Gary, but it was one D Day on Saturday, and I, they that, tried. That, I, uh, I, I didn't get that. I didn't get that Twitter reminder. I'm afraid, you know. Sorry. It was almost. Wor- it was worse than actual D Day. Um, this uh, they had. They basically had a live link up where two members of One Direction, don't ask me which two, uh, were trying to ask questions to Matt Smith and, and uh, Jenna Coleman. And the right. the live satellite link between America and the UK was just awful, to to the extent that at the end you were just over here, you know, hearing the same thing over the same thing over the same thing, if you know what I mean. And it just it just you know it's completely tarnished the whole thing. I just don't think it knew what it wanted to be because it was trying to be like a BBC Three program. I mean, Rick Edwards was on this as well. You know, and he's he's an acquired test. Was it was it trying to be like Liquid News, the Doctor Who special, but failed badly? 
I don't know. It was trying to be an after party because it was, you know, a, a part, you know, they'd watch the episode and then they had all the old companions and stuff there and they talked to some of them. But I just don't think it had the sort of um, air of um, respect, I mean, dur- maybe. During, during, during the Christopher Eccleston and David Tennant era, we had the Doctor Who companion show, which mm. was voiced by... Doctor um, Who Confidential. That's it, which was voiced by Giles out of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, I think they just saw Dewey Matt Smith as well. It got cancelled, though, possibly. didn't it, during the Matt Smith years? Yeah, mm. and that it, seemed it like wasn't, a, and it, you know, yeah. you go behind the scenes of the episode. And I think yeah. I would have preferred, you know, rather than the sort of... would have been a lot better than what heads. we got yeah. here. This was just... I mean, there was probably more bits that I, I, I'm blocking out, but that One Direction thing <laughs> and, the, the bits, and the bits with the companions where... They t- I mean, Zoe Ball and Rick Edwards were taking this game really seriously, where everyone else was obviously had a few by that point. You know, Bernard Cribbins was yeah. being a bit rowdy. Um, I, love yeah, Cri- I, mean, I love Cribbins. He should be on every show. Yeah. So, so overall, we've enjoyed... I mean, Gary, as, as, a, as a proper fan, you've enjoyed this sort of Doctor I, Who celebration that's been on the, the past week. Yeah, I think, I think as, a, as a Doctor Who fan... As you say, I feel happy that the the 50th anniversary was well marked. Obviously, we didn't get everything we wanted. We didn't get every Doctor. We didn't get cameos, or, you know, that we would have wanted. But we got good enough. Um, you know, Moffitt and, and Gatiss, uh, you know, have shown that they they have a deep love for the show and you know respect it. And uh, I, I think I think they gave us what what fans will look back on as a happy uh, programming mm. weeks. Uh, to go yeah, back I on, think, I don't, I don't, yeah. think, I don't think you would have pleased everybody, but I think they've gone ahead and pleased the majority yeah. of the fans. Yeah, you can't please the people all, all whatever they say. Some of the people, some of the time, all the people, right. all the time. I've just completely pulled that up. Anyway, I mean, I really enjoyed. I think Adventure in, in Space and Time was would be my highlight of the entire the entire weekend. Um, as yeah. I say, I think, I think mine, would Doctors... be, mine would be mine would be the five ish doctors. I think that was a yeah. real shock surprise of how good that was. And how really that that should have been on how that's just iPlayer only I'll never know. Mm. And I suppose uh, we should say Doctor Who will be back at Christmas, and I'm sure we'll both be watching on on Christmas Day when it's on. Um, so yeah, this has been the Custard TV podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Matt's TV Bites. Gary is at the Gary, Gary Show at the Gary, at the Gary Show. Show at at the Gary Show. Uh, <laughs> only one Gary Show. And at Luke Gary is Show. at. Luke Custer TV, I think that's right. Yes, okay, and we'll see you soon with a um, non-Doctor Who-centric episode of the podcast. Uh, Goodbye. Bye. Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? CuriosityStream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, get the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com slash gift.